thank you all for being on the call. And my two co-hosts, Christy and Ryan, are you ready tonight? Ready. <laughs> We're ready. Ready to press the button? <laughs> Open that door? See who's behind door number one, door number two, door number three? So I'm personally, it's a new series. I am the door. And there's a lot of meaning behind those few words. And hopefully we can break that, not break it down, but more break it open for all of us to really heal, heal our hearts, heal what's happening in our world, but also then how we can resonate with the spirit behind it. So but my purpose, I believe, for this three-part series is to help open the door for people to really, I would say, when we grew up, when I grew up, there's a boogeyman and I don't want to open up the door because there's somebody behind that door. Well, I'm a little more enlightened now, but I still believe we all have that being afraid to step into what's next, whatever that door is. And we know Christ is the door, but somehow our relationship isn't as strong at sometimes that we really need it to be. So Christy, what do you see happening for this new series tonight? I'm really grateful for this community and to have access to meeting up this way. It's a really sacred space. And especially having just moved to Hawaii and during the time of COVID where we're all isolated. So my intention and hope for this series is that we can all open a little bit more to being the door of what being clear of what, what are we opening the door to and what gets in the way of us opening the door. And so just looking at that within myself has been very revealing since Padre gifted me this topic. And <laughs> my topic is for next week and it's what, what do I fear? And I think it's something that all of us can relate to, especially when we're opening the door to the unknown, a lot of fear comes up. And it was so funny this last week, someone knocked on our door at like 7 a.m. in the morning. And I had just finished my meditation and I was kind of startled and I instantly had like fear come up. And I was like, oh, isn't that so funny? Because that's right along topic of what we're like. yes. And it turned out to be one of our neighbors who wanted to offer support for a workshop that we were leading. So oh. yeah, that was a pretty beautiful example of when we let fear get in the way we might miss out on opportunities beautifully said and of course there's a spirit already leading us and identifying what we are afraid of beautifully said christy thank you how about you ryan what is your expectation for these three teleclass well like you said padre the i am a door has so many layers of meaning to it and my one of my intentions is to unfold that, help unfold that in people's lives in a, in a way that's meaningful and really that we can all bring in God's presence to touch people's hearts, that hearts can be transformed, particularly right now, the beginning of the year. And we can really use this source that we've all been gifted, the source of the, of the Holy Spirit, of divine presence, and, and receive it, really, really receive it into our heart and let that expand. And my topic in particular is, what is my topic? Can I trust my God? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, I can. So I'll just have a big yes on a slide, slide PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> <make it> simple. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, it's, I'm going to be sharing about 
what does it mean to trust? And what's that like when we know that we really have that knowing that we've connected with God and, and about the presence, the presence of love in our lives and how that supports the, the movement towards the door and through the door and all these different tones that we can connect to, uh, tones of God. Beautifully said. And I look forward to both your presentations. Hope you like mine. <laughs> but I'm excited. I really am because the what's happening in our world, our political world, the pandemic, we have enough things to hold on to or try to make sense of. And to me, the I am the door. There is a presence there that goes before us. And I want to break that down, at least to give people have an opportunity of looking at it in a different way. So we're not afraid of opening that door, whatever it might be, or afraid of. So for me, that really does hold a, a presence and a power. So as we now continue on this, if I could ask Brian to set the pace, even though Susan did a marvelous job, but set the pace. And I love to always open up with prayer. So Ryan, would you do that favor for us? Absolutely. And there is a presence here that is just seeping in. And I invite people to, to really open the door to their heart to this presence. Come Holy Spirit, come. Come presence of God. Come breath of life. We welcome you here. We open to you. Fill us, guide us this evening. Help us speak your words. Archangel Raphael, we welcome you here. Padre Ron Roth, we welcome you here. All the angels and saints that support this ministry, we welcome you into our heart. Jesus, we welcome you here. Buddha, we welcome you here. There is a deep wisdom that we ask to open up to this evening a wisdom of God that surpasses human understanding and surpasses human thinking. And we ask for God's understanding, God's seeing. May we all see with God's eyes this evening. And may we feel and see with God's heart so that we can open up to transformation of our hearts. May these words be a living, living truth that stay with us this evening and through the, through the week. And we give great gratitude for this time together and for all the yeses people expressed the yes to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Really want to stay with that prayer because it's so beautiful, Ryan. Thank you. Already felt the Holy Spirit, that invitation for the Holy Spirit to come. Her presence just wrapped her arms around me as you prayed. And I hopefully all of you experienced that same touch from heaven. My talk tonight is on dare to believe. With that being said, believe what? Believe who? If I am the door, and which to me would be representing the divine, the master, the teacher, Christ for me, that I have to have an understanding of his words, his, his wisdom, his counsel. Actually, better said is, I want to tap into heaven and bring that down to earth. And as, as I was preparing for this evening's talk, some new information was coming through to me based on what I prepared, but yet the new information instant in the present moment as Brian was, Brian was talking or praying. I remember the teaching by Ron Roth, 
and he, he described the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And now if those terms don't resonate with you, just go with what you feel is that for you, because I don't want to lose you in the translation. But Ron always said the Father in heaven, call it God, would reveal the Son, his Son Jesus. And Jesus' role was to reveal the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit role was to reveal us to all three. And in that equation, it talked about why Jesus, the God the Father, asked his son Jesus to come to earth. So he materialized. So we would actually have a, a portion of what heaven is about. So when Jesus came, he came into a form of a human being. And for me, it's so precious because we struggle, we succeed, we're brilliant light, and sometimes we're a bright darkness in our own world and people and other people's worlds. But Jesus came to show us the reflection of what he saw as the Father, as heaven itself. And he walked this earth creating miracles. He raised people from the dead. He healed the sick. There were so many magnificent things that he did, but it always representing what the heaven could do for us. And so when Jesus then says, before I go, I'm going to leave you a gift. And so this beautiful gift, the Father gave the, the Son, Yeshua. Yeshua gave us the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit gave us that awakening, that love, that baptism, that salvation, whatever terms you want to use. But we all have and possess that. And then we actually get to give it away to the world. So there's a, a ladder being established from heaven to earth. And for me, I'm going to dare to believe that that's true was foretold thousands of years ago through the prophets. And if we look at today's environment, the pandemic, the political scene, sounds like Trump might be impeached for the second time. There's so much unrest. And how do you deal with that in a personal way? How do you maintain that? Do you just block it out? Or do you actually allow grace to open up our hearts and the field, what that field is? and then bring what we call the presence to that, to that experience. And have I stumbled in those processes? Yes, I have. It really was a, I need more than just my own knowledge. I read the scriptures, I pray, I meditate, I have the devotion to God. But there are some times when the outside world is louder than my inner silence. And I really need help in that area. And for me, if I can focus in on God's word, but also I call it worship and praise, that actually takes me personally into another realm, another space, another portal that connects me with the divine. That is what I'm looking for tonight and throughout this series, that you find a new nugget, a wisdom, a counsel, another voice that lead you to that place of that stillness, because ultimately, each of us want stillness. Each of us want the peace of God that trans all understanding, as Ryan in his prayer proclaimed. And to me, that's a decree. And that's one of our gifts throughout this series, is that would be manifested in your life. Because I believe, my I call it my version of God, <laughs> growing up Catholic, Christian, non-existence or refusing what those terms mean, and then really having this born-again experience of that liquid love of the Creator, it changes my vocabulary. 
And what it did do, it changed my inner being. And my response to God's ability or through the Holy Spirit, if I'd be very clear, has this opportunity for me to rise above whatever is challenging me, challenging you, and stepping into that grace. Now, if you take the ladder that I just created, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the the beginning of the song, it was it affirmed that we were a child of God. So that was an affirmation. That was the decree that if we settle that in our spirit, we can open that door to the great I am presence because it's all available to you and I. In Genesis 1, it said, let there be light. And it says there was light and God saw it was good. What God created, he spoke it out. It was his word. And it went forth and it created light. And as the scholars say, that was the Holy Spirit. He breathed the Holy Spirit, this energy that holds the whole universe together. And then he created the sun and the stars and the moon and the sun, two different things. So when God breathed this and de declared it, his words matter. And guess what? Your words matter. My words matter. In the beginning, in talked about in John 1 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so there's a beginning the end there's it's all one the idea is to allow grace now to take us to that place where we're one in the spirit using our the practical application of where we are in the country right now there's a lot of words that are being misused and it's speaking death instead of life itself and so for me i'm trying to maintain my own prayer life my own understanding but sometimes when i hear these words or read these words i get offended we're all we have a heart that gets wounded and if we don't allow grace to bring it to force and then allow grace to heal it restore it it really does it it changes things there's a we're all part of a chain or a circle, if you would. Everyone is wounded and everyone wounds other people. Everyone sinned, which is missing the mark, and everyone is sinned against. Everyone needs to forgive and everyone needs to be forgiven. And I think each of us, all of us can agree those three statements are true. And how we assimilate the information whether it's through texting, through Instagram, through the TV, through the media, doesn't matter. How we are bombarded right now with these spoken words, and it can really cause chaos or wounding the heart one more time. And my own experience of that is I had a dream a couple of weeks ago, probably a month ago. And in this dream, I took that as truth. And when, as you well know, that was not true. And I really had a sad heart on that one because it's like, God, I thought I saw you showed me this and now it's not happening. And I remember God having a one-on-one -on -one with me, of course, his favorite son, of course. <laughs> and, I, and I asked the questions like, how come? And he said, well, you didn't ask the second question. I showed you, but you didn't ask what it meant. Oh, you interpreted your way instead of my way. Oh, my God. 
That's true. Absolutely true. But what I want to say to you is I, w- I was so offended that I got it wrong. And then I put it out there that I know who's going to be it, you know, not a little ego, a big ego. Because I was excited because I, I saw it. I believe it. I dare to believe that's true, but without the interpretation. And it's like, oh, so isn't life like a process? We get one piece, but not the whole piece. And for me, I look at that and I go, well, that's true. So I was like, okay, that makes sense to me. I'm just trying to state clearly that if I dare to believe a truth, whatever truth that is, it has to be backed up. And I was wrong. I want to apologize. I was wrong. For me, but that was such a wounded me because nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to be ridiculed. You said this and now this is happening because the beautiful part of that, and I'll get to that point is when Yeshua died on the cross, he was ridiculed. He was blamed by the Pharisees, by the Romans. Everybody was criticizing him. And it's like, well, and here's a beautiful part of that. Remember Caesar, it was the Sabbath. And he says, by their laws, you could set one person free. And so he said, Barabbas was on the right, Jesus was on the left. Which one do you want to choose to set free? And because of the Pharisees, they wanted him gone because he was speaking truth and they didn't want to hear the truth. And so the cause was they set Barabbas free and uh, crucified Jesus. But on the cross, my friends, on the cross, as much suffering as Jesus did, one of his final words, he says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And that's such a lesson for today in our reality. Whosever side, whatever political side you're on, or whatever difference you have, Christ showed us a way. So he opened that Pandora's box of what heaven's like. He opened it up, and here's how we get set free. Forgive them. Love your neighbor as yourself. And to me, I'm believing that. I'm daring to believe that is absolutely true. And when I accept the peace of God, the forgiveness of God, nothing else matters except my love for the divine. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. So I'm going to ask Ryan and Christy a question. I want you to be a part of the solution, I believe, here. And I'm going to start with Ryan first. Have you, ever, have you ever encountered a situation where you said something or repeated something and you found that it wasn't correct? So many. Um, <laughs> Me too. But, yeah. I'll give the punchline first, what I, and then I'll share the experience. But what I learned from it was that I was looking at people through concept or a label or or divided mind my divided mind yeah uh, versus seeing people with my heart Mm. uh, with the sacred heart and it happened in college and and that experience has stayed with me and so i you know i grew up with a wide interest in religion and spirituality and particular connection with jesus that one might come more open in some way people might use the label liberal and it felt it felt good for me and in college, I had some really good friends that were more on the evangelical Christian say, side of the equation. If we say right. that. And very loving, very caring. And I found that I was always arguing with some of them about my version of Jesus and mm-hmm. really wanting them to get my version of Jesus. 
and, and vice versa. Yeah. And yeah. what I, I realized at some point after many discussions over many years too, that I was blocking my heart to really seeing them and to letting the presence in because of the way I wanted them to see the way I saw. Yeah. My, my perceptions of that they were limited or it would lead to things that weren't helpful in the world or whatever beliefs I had about it. Yeah. And it got to a place where I said that the, the division's too, too painful inside of me. Mm-hmm. When I let that go, and this is years after college, I started feeling their heart. And I, and I didn't talk to all of them, but I could feel them now. This is after many, many years, particularly after being in Celebrating Life. I can feel their hearts now. And what they taught me was something that Celebrating Life taught me. And I wasn't able to see the gift at the time was I can really see a, a presence, uh, a personal relationship with the divine that I had, I, I had to a certain degree, but it was so intellectualized still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, still in the mind and a lot of philosophies that I had to spend a lot of time on layering. And when I look back and I feel back into the experience, they really helped me. They showed me how much deeper I can go in my heart. And they showed me what it's like to have presence, even mm. though we may have different perspectives of Jesus. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what I realized is that when I really allowed myself to move through letting some identities go and a fear of the unknown of, of who I thought I was, I could open that door and I can, I can feel that. We can experience Jesus in a different way. Very well said, Brian, because, Ryan, excuse me, <laughs> but it opens the door. Here's how I would describe it. It's like it opened our heart to hear because trying to translate it through our brain, we're going to argue because I'm right, you're wrong, <laughs> in a sense. But it's really just have this, it has an, an empowerment. Once we really can go deeper into that, and to really humble ourselves and try to understand. Because some things we might not, but are we willing just to let that go and be? And you can have your truth, I can have my truth. And that's loving one another instead of trying to be right. There's a, um, Ron Roth always used to say, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And I went, hmm. And I remember using that so much that I can prove that I'm right. And it's like, what purpose is that? You know, it's, that's just the ego. And it's like, you can have your truth. I can have mine. But I'm still going to love you. Basically, that's the, the rhythm to I am the door. If you allow the awakening of the spirit, it will open that door for each of you. So, Christy, that same conversation about have you ever encountered a situation where you felt you thought you were right and you weren't or observing someone else and judging that? Yeah, quite often. <laughs> yeah so the first thing that comes is over the last few years that Trump has been in office I have really been pissed and like upset and angry and in judgment and feeling like the world is gonna end and uh, it's been really intense and I even had a prayer session with Padre and Padre said about that subject Padre had said something like he's our president and you need to respect that. And I was like, oh, and I didn't really let it in because I felt self-righteous or that I was seeing the truth. And I was actually really fixed in my view of this man. And 
recently I started working with a seer and a healer who works with Trump. And he shared with me that he's been working with him for about two years or more. But as he said that, I started looking in spirit at what he was talking about. Is this true? Like this guy who I've projected so much pain and so much, uh, I'll say hatred even just from from past lifetimes where I've been at effective dictatorship and really looking at it. And I just started bawling. I was like, oh my God, I have been like putting him up on the cross basically. And and seeing how much hatred has been directed at this man. And when I looked at it in spirit, I could actually see over the last year that he has changed the way he's speaking. Some of the ways that he's been handling different things has actually changed. And it was a huge healing for me to see that and to confess to myself what a jerk I'd been and to really own that and forgive myself and pray about it and ask for forgiveness also, because it was a really big, it's been a really big growth bump for me this whole, the the whole time he's been in office. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I'm sure many who are listening would have that same experience. And then vice versa, the opposite way. We don't really understand other people. We know our own understanding. And I think I'm right. I hear the spirit. I think I'm right. And when that ego builds up, and then, then we lash out because we're not happy. Isn't the whole part, Jesus said, I can bring you peace. But we don't take that peace. We try to project it so we can maneuver our way. Even in my conversation with God, my little breakdown of I got it wrong. The Holy Spirit gave me this thought after I was grumbling to God. And he says, remember Moses? Yes. And, and he was to take the Israelites into the promised land. And remember, there was a statement where God told Abraham to strike the rock once for water. And he struck it twice. And he disobeyed what God said. So at the end, when they were coming to the promised land to cross over, Abraham could not go. God says, you can't go because you disobeyed. You didn't listen to what I, my instructions. And I went, here's my analogy. Might be weak, but this is my life. So we're all accountable for our words. And I think we're all accountable for our words, whether it's anger, whether we're thinking it or projecting it or shooting, rioting, looting, whatever that is, we're all responsible for that. So how do we open that door of the heart of God that awaits us? It's that still small voice. What I've learned was for me to, when I can connect this devotion, it's actually pray, pray to God. So Padre Pio said, today's society does not pray. That is why things are falling apart. And I really believe that's true. What is prayer to us? What is that communion? We let the outside forces dictate how we feel. But what is to be known is how does God feel about us? And that's about that, a devotion, prayer to God. So why don't we let another teacher teach us maybe a simple way to step into what I'm calling opening that door. I think he hits the core of our, what we're, looking for in a sense and it is about that to open that door to the reality of 
what's heaven all about? St. Therese had a beautiful prayer. And Ron Roth used to repeat this a lot because I love the prayer. The prayer is, I look at Jesus. He looks at me. I talk to Jesus. He talks to me. I love Jesus. And he loves me back. Simple, simple, simple. To me, spirituality is about the simplicity of. If we can position ourselves and be honest as says, I don't feel good today. I don't feel connected. God help me. Jesus help me. Whoever that is or the, the creator of the universe, the great I am presence, whatever form or formula or relationship you have, start your day first. The, in, the, in the Hebrew, this is a Hebrew year. 5781 and for 2021 means to widen your mouth in silence. Hmm. Here's Padre's rendition of that. Zip it. <laughs> Listen. But isn't that amazing? 2021 is to widen your mouth in silence. To me, it's almost like, thank you, God. And just allow that be your prayer for today. Or if you're your mind is running on overload and you're bombarded with all these words that are coming at you or situation, just stop. Maybe you open up your mouth and just say, thank you, God, for who you are. It's as simple as that. That will open the door to the presence. That will open the door to the divine. And trust me, like Father said, it creates a habit. If we really go into the flow, I want the habit to take over. So, Christy, do you have any quotes that you could maybe have a step into as an invitation to come closer? This is a really beautiful book. It's called Prayer Ooh. and the Five Stages of Healing. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> it's invisible. <laughs> it's filled with light. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes. Prayer yeah. and the Five Stages of Healing by Ron Roth. It might be in the CLM bookstore. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. And there's this beautiful prayer by Thomas Merton. And it says, when your tongue is silent, can you rest in the silence of the forest? When your imagination is silent, the forest speaks to you and tells you of its unreality and of the reality of God. When your mind is silent, then the forest suddenly becomes magnificently real and blazes transparently with the reality of God. This is prayer. This is glory. Wow. Love that quote. Really, is there's a fullness there that each of us, we can hear it with our heart now that the door is open to what is simple, what is true in our lives as we grow deeper into this relationship. Thank you, Christy. Ryan, do you have another thought, a prayer, a quote that can match that and go beyond Christy? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I'm just taking that in, Christy. Thank you. And I, before I do, I just want to share how, how powerful it is to experience the living presence in the midst of different perspectives when you're in, in Christy were sharing before. There's a presence that's palpable no matter what perspective there was. And I can feel you, you and Christy taking that to the next level with, with your prayer and invocation of presence. So I, I just want to, just to acknowledge that, what's possible with presence. Yes. 
So this is a, the prayer of John Newman. And this, this has gotten me, or variations of it have gotten me through some tough times. And I, I, this is from Reverend Barbara Rose, or Monk Barbara Rose too. She put a booklet together many years ago of lots of prayers. So I'm going to share this. And this is my, my connection with Jesus that I want to share with you. You can connect in your own way. Dear Jesus, help me to spread your fragrance everywhere I go. Flood my soul with your spirit in life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that my life may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me, but only the Christ. Stay with me then. I shall begin to shine as you shine. So to share is to be a light to others. The light, O oh Jesus, will be all from you. None of it will be mine. It will be you shining on others through me. Let me preach you without preaching, not by words, but by my example, by the catching force, the sympathetic influence of what I do, the evident fullness of the love that my heart bears for you. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us this day. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us. Wow. I received that book from Reverend Barbara Rose. And what I feel is happening here tonight is the prayers, relationships, open that door to the great I am presence. Jesus says, I am the door. And the way, he, the way I interpret that is because the Father sent him and Jesus died on the cross in the human form, and then he rose from the dead in the spirit. And what he did was allow us to now take it to the next level. He, he dealt with the mundane, <laughs> our bodies, and all the accusations, but then he rose from that. And there is where life is, and he pointed the way to that door. So when... We've heard this statement many times in the scripture where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One who comes through me will have eternal life. Only because the Father sent him, he opened, he died, he opened, and now he reflects heaven. So when the pathway, the ladder, if we take the same pathway, so if we accept the gift that Jesus has given us, the Holy Spirit, that will transcend us to when we die, we enter back in that the ladder up to, I call it heaven consciousness, whatever you want to call it, Christ consciousness. But there's a way, there's this truth in the life. And so maybe you don't believe that, but dare to believe that. It's just an invitation for that open. I'm going to read a St. Francis de Sales, one of his prayers. And then I'm going to ask Christy and Ryan also, if you have another devotional or prayer that, because I really sense this is the key to open up this door for each of us, all of us. So St. Francis said, my past no longer concerns me. It belongs to divine mercy. My future does not yet concern me. It belongs to divine providence. What concerns me and what challenges me is today, which belongs to God's grace and the devotion of my heart so he's saying that devotion, prayer, opens our hearts, which opens us up to the divine. And what a jewel that is being said. 
So Christy, can you follow through with another devotional or prayer? I love this little book called Jesus Calling. <laughs> you can't see it either by Sarah Young. And I like to just get still and say a prayer before I even open the book and then just let spirit guide me to what page is has a message. So this was what spirit led for right now. It says, let me teach you thankfulness. Begin by acknowledging that everything, all your possessions and all that you are belong to me. The dawning of each new day is a gift from me, not to be taken for granted. The earth is vibrant, vibrantly alive with my blessings, giving vivid testimony to my presence. If you slow down your pace of life, you can find me anywhere. Some of my children, most precious children, have been laid aside in sick beds or shut away in prisons. Others have voluntarily learned the discipline of spending time alone with me. The secret of being thankful is learning to see everything from my perspective. My world is your classroom. My world is a lamp to your feet and a light for your path. I love that devotional book, Jesus Calling. It's just, it rocks my world. And it's so true. But I love that the same that you just said, talked about the Hebrew New Year, that have your mouth wide open in silence. So it really does go to the, that place that reveals that spiritual truth, which I just love. Thank you, Christy. How about you, Ryan? I have a... I'm just going to read a, a part of this because it's very long. And it's by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, mm. who wrote Women Who Run With Wolves. One of the most calming and powerful actions you can do to intervene in a stormy world is to stand up and show your soul. Mm. <laughs> just feel the, the vibrational resonance of that. Souls yeah. on deck shine like gold in dark times. The light of the soul throws sparks can send up flares, build signal fires, causes proper matters to catch fire, to display the lantern of the soul in shadowy times like these, to be fierce and to show mercy towards others. Both are acts of immense bravery and greatest necessity. Struggling souls catch fire from other souls who are fully lit and willing to show it. If you would help to calm the tumult, this is one of the strongest things you can do. There will always, always be times when you feel discouraged. I too have felt despair but I do not keep a chair for it. I will not entertain it. It is not allowed to eat at my plate. The reason is this. In my uttermost bones, I know something as do you. It is that there can be no despair when you remember why you came to earth, who you serve and who sent you here. The good words we say and the good deeds we do are not ours. They are the words and deeds of the one who brought us here. May you remember who you came from and why you came to this beautiful needful earth. Oh, I feel that one. It's so beautiful. I love that. They're not our words. They come from where we were birthed in heaven. Wow. I hope these words, these readings, our hearts are affecting yours as it is affecting mine. I want to be very clear, too, is, you know, in the scripture, it, it talks about we're supposed to pray for our leaders, even though if we don't like them. 
So I just want to declare also, I am praying for President Trump, Vice President Pence, and I'm also praying for the president to come, elect Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala. Can't think of her last name. Sorry, but I'm praying for both of those because the scripture says to do that. I dare to believe the scriptures because I don't know them individually. I don't know where their hearts are, but they have to represent the whole and whatever that means to them. But God says we're supposed to pray for our brothers and sisters. So even though I might have my own temper, tantrums, something not doing what I think is correct or not, I can go to my heavenly father, my heavenly mother, and there is where I find my rest, my peace, because it's in the peace that passes all understanding. So for you, for us, for all of us tonight, who's king of your heart? Who's the one that you run to when trials are there, when air is there, when you need healing? I run to my heavenly father, mother. So I send forth, I open that door of the possibility in silence and saying, teach me, love me, heal me. So let's, as we're preparing for praying for all of you, you're never going to let me down. That's our God. That's the great I am presence. If we can run to that creator of the universe during our time of prayer, during our crisis, and just open up our mouth in silence and say, God, I need your help. This is the door that opens. This is the word that made flesh. We can decree we need help. And the angels and the saints are, and the light beings are with us to support us. So as we enter into this time of healing, a time of grace, Christy, could I ask you to begin and create prayer requests for all of us? So as in one accord, we can lift up our praise and thanks to God. Divine Presence, Holy Spirit, Father, Mother, God, thank you for the sacred life for the sacred time together as community. For where two or more are gathered, you've promised to be with us and we can feel your presence in our hearts now surrounding us. Thank you for opening our minds and our hearts so that we can be the door to receive your healing, your blessings. Thank you for hearing our thoughts and intentions and prayers before They've even entered our consciousness. And thank you for never letting us down. Thank you. I mean, beautiful prayer. My brother Ryan. Happy to, Padre. Jesus, you open the heart. You open my heart when I hear your name. Thank you for being here with us this evening. King of my heart. Be the fountain I drink from. King of our hearts, be the fountain we drink from. This presence, we thank you for being so full, for guiding us, for living inside of us, for speaking through us, for sharing our voice in a field of love that embraces all of us. And we know that you are always there knocking, supporting us as we open this door to freedom, to presence, to love, and to embracing each other. And let this entranceway 
through this door, take us deeper into this life and face towards, to move towards what needs to be transformed just through your presence. May all who are asking for prayers this evening receive the gift of your presence in their heart, the peace in their mind, and the joy in their entire being. We thank you for this breath. Amen. All our hearts are open, are open to hear your word, O oh Lord. Let that silence of the heart, our mouth, our decrees, holy, holy, holy unto you, O oh Lord, our God. Father, forgive me, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive our brothers, our sisters. We ask your blessings upon Carmelita Harris, the Congress, the Senate. Give us your peace. Father, take whatever civil war that's going on in each of us, what we carry as our traditions, our agreements, and allow your grace to manifest and let it rise above, come out, but also be dissipated by your presence. I stand before you with holy ground, your presence in my life, in my home, in our hearts. I pray for everyone who just lost a loved one, like Nancy, those who people who died in the riot at the Capitol, but all those who put their lives in harm's way to protect us. I thank you, O Lord, our God, and I just ask for forgiveness of our words, our curses, our anger. Just dissolve it. When you stand before a holy God, you come clean. That's all. Your heart just wants to let go, forgive, and become that brilliant light we're experiencing now. That holy presence convicts us, which is a beautiful thing. Prayer, devotion convicts us to continue to open this door to that eternal bright light. There's a saying um, in the scriptures that says we have to enter through the narrow gate or the, the eye of the needle. And that's so prophetic because we can't take our anger, our our hatred, our disagreements into that holy place. It's not allowed because it's just what's allowed is that silent worship, that loud worship that gives praise and honor to the one who created us, gave birth to us. And so let's allow that, the, the shaft, the, the, the stuff that the barnacles that we still hold on to and, and walk in a, a, a realm of light that take us home by your presence, O oh Lord, and heal the sick, heal those pains in our bodies, especially migraine headaches. Just, we break the curse. We break the agreement in the name of Yeshua for people with diabetes, the blood disease. Come, Holy Spirit. Just let your cleansing power, your presence, just eliminate all the stuff, all the things that block us 
from experiencing new life, new breath. Let the Holy One of Israel come, Holy Spirit. Let your penetrating love have us fall on our knees in repentance, that we serve a holy God, a holy nation, one nation under God, indivisible, but within us. Let our holy temples, the temple within us, that reveal God's presence to expand and to grow. Let the consuming fire of God open that door to eternal blessings, eternal life. Come forth, Holy Spirit. Show us the way home. Show us how to love. Show us how to become the light you have birthed in us. We give the gift of life, of breath, of your holy presence. In Yeshua's name, amen. Let the stirring of your heart continue, even though we're going to say we're closing this session, but don't close your heart. Maybe ponder, sit in the quietness for a half an hour after this, and just allow this grace to penetrate and open new doors of who God is to you, and also our reflection of what we become to our brother, our sister, where we all are one in the divine presence. So thank you for joining us tonight. Be prayerful, be humble, and then enjoy this brilliant new light. And remember that devotional that Father taught us. Use your own words, but just acknowledge presence as soon before you get out of bed, as soon as you awake. Allow that grace to take us home again to that divine mother, divine father. And I seal in the good work in the Holy Spirit in all your lives in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Namaste, everyone. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Christy, for anchoring this beautiful program tonight. And enjoy the peace of God, everyone. Thanks for joining us.